Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Maloof and Barbara Turley. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Virtual Success, where I'm joined with my fantastic co-host, Matt Maloof. Matt, how's it going? Well, Bob, and yourself? Fantastic. Great, great this week. We've been punching out some amazing episodes here, and I've just, I've learned so much myself, to be honest, from some of the people we've been interviewing, and from you, and the insights that we're sharing. It's always amazing. I love, I love this time when we spend together, because even though we're sharing our own insights of what we've already learned i find that we learn so much along the way as well it is it's quite it's a lot of fun isn't it oh yeah and look you know some of the insights that i've personally gotten from some of the guests on the show and from you have actually been shaping um the business that i'm growing which is virtual angel hub you know it's really helped me a lot so i can only imagine how much it's helping those out there who are listening and maybe have just started with their first va and you know just trying to get insights from people who've done it before and it's a constantly evolving thing is what I would say. Absolutely. Lots of fun too. Yeah. So I'm excited about today's show because we're going to talk about something that's very close to my heart and that I actually spend a lot of time with, um, teaching our clients how to do. And it's a concept called the recurring task list. And it's it's something that is so pivotal, I feel, to getting success with a virtu- with your virtual teams that, you know, it's it's something I focus on a lot and it, it just alleviates a lot of the stress and the pressure. The problem is, though, it's something that's a bit onerous to set up in the beginning, and a lot of people avoid it. And when they avoid it, unfortunately, they can fall into massive holes later. So I always encourage people to really focus on this recurring task list as much as possible in the beginning so that you can get the freedom by using virtual teams later. So I think this is, I agree with you, this is probably one of the most critical areas for success with your virtual teams. So, Bob, why not start? Let's start with um, how this evolved for you personally, and then how it evolved with your clients. Yeah, that's a great question, actually, Matt, because it wasn't something that I naturally, you know, I didn't just wake up one morning and decide, wow, this is a great way to do it. It happened when I got my first VA a few years ago, and you know, I was very lucky because she was actually fantastic. She was very, very um, skilled. She was a lovely person. I got on great with her. And she sort of helped me to understand the virtual world uh, a lot. But what I found myself doing every day is I had actually taken her on full time. So I had her every day. But I found myself waking up early in the morning with that anxiety feeling in my stomach going, oh, my God, I'm so busy today and I don't know what I'm going to allocate for her to do. And what I found was I was waking up every day with an extra job on top of everything else that I had to do. And the job was to figure out what I was going to allocate to her. And over time, I just was thinking, this is not working. It's just not working for me because I'm feeling stressed out. Half the time she had nothing to do because I wasn't, I was too busy to allocate anything. And then over time, I thought, okay, I just need to figure out how do I get rid of this problem? And I think I just started to realize that there was a couple of things that were happening every day. And I thought, well, I'll just set that up as a recurring task. And it just evolved from there. Before I knew it, in a few months, I had a list in Asana, which is the project management tool that I swear by, um, I had a daily, weekly, monthly and quarterly list of tasks. 
Um, and from there, over time, I started to build out a process map for each one. Now, this took, I, I'm talking six months by the time I really got this going. But when I did, it totally revolutionized my life because I didn't have to speak to the VA every day. She knew what she was doing. I could see the output coming through every day. And it just changed everything for me. It was the game changer. And so what kind of tasks did you come up with for those lists? Well, you know, there was very basic things. I think a lot of people, when I speak to people about this now, they try and overcomplicate it and they think of, try and think of all these complex tasks they can do. But the best thing to do is start with the most simple thing. I sort of thought to myself, like, what are the things that happen in the business um, every day that need to keep the engine running? You know, like answering the phone. I mean, this was something that was so basic. You know, and people are probably wondering, how do you get a VA in the Philippines to do this? But I actually set up a Skype number and I got her to start answering the phone. And then from that came, well, what are the answers to the questions that she's going to get on the phone? So we had to create a process for that around, you know, the types of questions she might get. Um, and then another task was, well, what if there's a follow-up thing? So we created another task, which was to very simply just transcribe the phone messages or the messages and put them into a spreadsheet so that I could just look at one document every day or every few days and I could see the, t the, the the phone calls that were coming through and what the outcome of the call was. And it was very easy for me then to have oversight over that particular task. Then I started doing the same with a Facebook group that we had. Uh, you know, there was people commenting and stuff in there. So I set up a little process for that. Um, and then the big one for this particular business we were working on at the time was a meetup group that we had. Now, the business I'm talking about is a tennis business that my, my husband runs. And we had this meetup group that had all these people in it, but it was tripping us up every single day because nobody was watching it. Sometimes people would post messages there with questions and nobody got back to them. Sometimes people would book stuff through meetup, but because it wasn't synced with our booking system, it didn't show up in our calendar. And then maybe the class mightn't have been on. So we had people showing up at our courts for classes that weren't on. I mean, it was a, a total debacle. So then I started thinking, well, maybe the VA can manage this. And again, we set up a little process. It was a daily thing and it just worked a dream. Absolutely took the pressure away. So those are three just small examples of how I started with that. And, and the skills of the person that you're delegating these to, would you say they're a highly skilled and trained person or they're, they're, they're trained and versed in administration? No, an admin. She was definitely, I mean, she was a lovely girl. She was just an admin assistant, though. And the trick really, again, is to, you know, a lot of people say to me that they're afraid to delegate because they lose control. And I think I've said this in a couple of shows before, where my feeling is that if you delegate correctly and use, you know, processes in the proper format for delegating, you actually gain control. Because what I found was when I set a process up for her, she loved it because she felt so confident because she could, you know, execute the process. She knew I had led the process and I had developed it. So she felt confident in that. And then it was very easy for me because I had my stamp on the process. So it had our business stamp all over it. And her job was just to merely execute the process. She didn't need skills to do that. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, if you recall back to the uh, interview that we did with Simon Reynolds about this, he was saying, even if it's a task that only takes a minute, it's well worth delegating it to somebody else because every minute you save is dollars in the bank. Absolutely. I mean, when I look at my daily recurring task list now, all of those things probably only take a minute. But when there's 50 of them, you know, or 20 of them, 
you know, that's another hour in your day. And I mean, you know, an hour in your day is a lot, a lot of time to be fiddling around with Facebook things and meetup groups and all these things that are really admin tasks when you should be spending that time on the things that drive your business forward, not actually just keep the engine running. That's right. And you know, it's interesting um, in the coaching that we do, the, the, off, the, the resistance we hear is I can do it faster. It's easier for me just to do it myself. Something even as simple as, say, booking an appointment in my diary. But you know what? If, if, you, if you do the math on just saving um, a minute a day, five minutes a week, calculate that over a year and apply your hourly rate to it, and you then do that for 10 one-minute tasks, it, it can add up to quite a substantial amount of money. Absolutely. And also I would say on that, you know, it doesn't matter if you can do it faster. You can get somebody a lot cheaper than you, even if it takes them five times. If it takes them five minutes to do a task that takes you one minute and you're paying eight, nine, ten dollars an hour. I, like I can guarantee you that if you if anyone is listening to this and you can't make more than ten dollars an hour in the business that you're in, then you probably need to think about being in a different business because really your time should be worth more than that. And the, the, well, well, minimum wage in, in Australia yeah. alone, and I know there's people all over the world listening to this, but yeah, you're talking about what twenty or twenty five bucks an hour. Like, so yeah. you should go and get a job. Really, yeah, you're probably in the wrong business. And and also, you know, it's really and you'll love this point. I know you'll agree with this. It's a complete mindset problem. People who say, "Well, I can do it faster myself," immediately come into the delegation game with a resentment towards the other person. They come in with the wrong attitude. They see that person as a cost and not an asset. And that destroys the relationship from day one, as far as I can see anyway. So it's a very dangerous mindset. And if anyone out there listening is knowing that they have that kind of mindset, I would really think about it and change your frame, your, your mindset on this, because it will trip you up badly with delegating, whether that person's virtual or not, actually. Absolutely. So just quickly, um, Bob, what are some examples of some daily or weekly tasks that you can share with our listeners? Sure. Yeah, I've got to actually, you know, when our members that join um, Virtual Angel Hub, we actually give them a, a very extensive list of daily, weekly, monthly and quarterly tasks that they can dip into and use. Um, and then we also have a project list just to give people ideas, because often people say to me, I just can't think of what to outsource. So, you know, it's basically as thing, things as simple as... Um, retweet any mentions we get on Twitter. You know, I mean, sometimes we all have Twitter accounts and there's loads going on there that, you know, on a daily basis, we don't even know. Another task I get my VAs to do is to give me a daily update on across our social media accounts. You know, what were the mentions? What were the likes? What happened? And I find it amazing. In Asana, I just jump in there and I can see, okay, we got 25 new likes on a new, new contacts on Twitter. We had someone retweet that. And I can start to see traction very quickly at a glance, and it's a report that my VA does for me. Um, for example, if you have a business that um, has an online shop or you have inventory management or anything like that, I mean, that's a job a VA can do for you, providing you have a good process that, that you can teach them. But updating inventory, managing stock, um, updating you on what's happening in your shop, just reporting, um, payments that are coming in uh, maybe on zero. You know, VAs can do, uh, obviously they're not bookkeepers, but they can reconcile basic invoices for you um, on your zero, obviously managing your calendar, you know, um, replying to emails for you. There's nothing more professional than having someone reply to an email for you and their title is your personal assistant. It makes your business look incredibly professional. Even if that email is just simply, you know, hi, Barbara, I uh, just wanted to let you know that we got your email and I'll be having a meeting with X later on today to discuss your question. I mean, how professional does that sound? 
Absolutely. makes your business sound very professional. Um, you know, following up on, I get my VAs to follow up on documents that haven't been signed, following up on stuff, uh, social media, your social media content calendars is a massive job. It's a much bigger job than people realize. And that is a weekly task and it can be a monthly task actually that I get my VAs to do where they create our social media calendar for the week or for the month. Um, and then they, we have a meeting about it and I approve it and then they schedule it all across social media. So I never have to worry about keeping our social media train moving. Um, so that's a huge job for them. Researching things, um, you know, optimizing content on your website for traffic, for the right traffic. That's a massive job. And I can guarantee you that most of the people out there who are trying to do content marketing are not even thinking about this area of it. Like actually, is your content actually getting any traffic? You know, is there any point in this content right now? So there's a lot of that that VAs can do for you as well. Yeah. Um, some ideas, you know. And I mean, yeah, there, there's some ideas just off the top of your head. And yeah. the, one thing that I um, teach uh, the clients I work with when, you know, around when they're starting to delegate and work with virtual assistants is just put a little post-it note um, on your computer screen or something that says, what could... And then you put your virtual assistant's name. So for me, what could Vanessa do for me right now? And actually just have that staring at you in the face day in, day out. And if it's there and you're looking at it, then you'll start to think about, oh, I'm about to do this. Hey, Vanessa could do that for me. Or, or, yeah. Or, or, you know, and when it's having this mindset that the tasks that I'm doing, somebody else can do. You made a really important point that I want to reiterate, um, Barb, which is around ensuring you've got good systems and processes that, that your virtual teams can follow. Yeah. And then it's the last part, and that's where, and I'm a huge fan of Asana as well, is having the accountability around it to ensure that it gets done. The only other thing I'd probably add is that, you know, there's a quote that I live by when it comes to people, which is, I can only expect what I inspect. So what you've got to do, particularly as you've in the infancy of somebody else doing this task is inspect their work, not from a micromanagement perspective, just from a perspective of helping them to, to learn and to, uh, and to get it right. You know what I mean? You yeah. didn't do it right the first time you did it and, and you can't expect that they're going to either. So it's there to support and help so that they can get it right so that then these things will just run like a really well-oiled machine without you having to think about it. So that email will come in and your VA will know exactly what template to send, how, what tone it needs to have, when it needs to go, and it will get done. And you'll be like, wow. And, yeah. and it make, you were talking about making you look really professional. I like the term, having your VAs doing these things makes you look superhuman. It, it's yeah, you can do a lot. I mean, you can run multiple businesses this way. That's how I run multiple businesses like this. 100%, you know, and I think without these lists and without giving them the guide, and this is no different. This is whether you're, you, you're using virtual teams or people within your offices. If you're not doing this, it, what, what Barb's been sharing with us today, you are setting yourself up for failure in your business. Because, 100%, yeah. You know, um, so, I mean, you've only got to look at any... Um, great organization and you, you know it runs they all run like well-oiled machines you know they know that you know your, your business comes in and it, it goes through the machine and comes out the other end 
You know, the beauty of this as well, Matt, as well as I've changed VAs in, in, in businesses several times, not because I've gotten rid of the VA, because I've promoted them. And do you know how easy it is to put a new VA into any of those businesses right now? I barely have to spend any time with them because I'm like, so here's the list. Uh, here's the video because it's so well set up now. Yes. And the VAs love it because they come in and they feel so calm because they don't feel this horrendous stress of not knowing what they're supposed to be doing, which creates terrible, um, anyone who's an employee and has that situation, it's very stressful for them. Now, the only point I do want to reiterate here is that I see a lot of people looking at this and they try it. And the reality is it is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you. Setting up these task lists and your processes takes focus, it takes attention, and you're probably going to have to take a step back in your business so that you can move forward. A lot of people will tell me, I don't have time for that. And my response to that is, if you don't have time for that now, then you will never have time for anything. Because the investment you make in this right now pays so many dividends, I cannot explain how many dividends it pays to you later. You know, I'm living proof of it because I I run multiple businesses and I don't, you know, I mean, the only way you can launch successful multiple businesses is by launching them, systemizing them, putting teams in to run them, and then moving on, you know, and making sure the oversight is there. So it does take work, but it's the highest, it's probably the most valuable work you can do for your business if you want to scale it. Absolutely. And, and, and I'll just add one other thing, you know, even if you, your goal is not to grow a massive business, for yeah. you to enjoy what you do in your business each day, if you can eliminate those what I call energy vampire tasks, those things that you just loathe doing and put give them to somebody else who loves doing them, you're going to enjoy your business so much more. It's going to bring you so much more fulfillment and happiness and joy in your life. And so, you know, no one... Yeah, not everyone's made or, or built to do admin, but there are people out there that love it. And the, the, the key is to allow them to do what they love so that you can do what you love. I, absolutely. And then you can do fun stuff like what we're doing with this podcast. I mean, when would we have time to do stuff like this if we were stuck, you know, creating Canva images for our social media and answering the phone and emailing? I mean, you'd never have time. The only way you can do this sort of stuff is if you actually have good systems in the back and a good team running it for you. Absolutely. Um, I've got one last thing uh, to wrap this up, Bob. Where should somebody start? Yes, that's a great question, actually. So um, we have a little gift for the listeners today that will definitely help you to start with this process. Um, I've got a very simple uh, little PDF called, and it's just basically what to outsource. Now, it's not the big list, the daily, weekly, monthly thing, because that can be actually quite overwhelming for people who are not ready yet. Uh, When people join Virtual Angel Hub, they get access to that full list, but only after they've had this first more basic list where I break it down basically into sort of five segments. And in there we give, you know, examples of things that you can have your VA do. And there's probably like a hundred different things in there. And it helps people to realize, oh, yeah, okay, I didn't think about outsourcing that. I didn't think about outsourcing that. So there should be a link at the bottom of this show um, where you can download that from us. And, I, and I'll add to that, on top of that list, just think of the five tasks you've done in the last week that you loathe doing, and that's where you want to start. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, fantastic. Well, you know, Bob, thank you for sharing your insights on that. I think that it's um, going to be amazingly helpful for everybody listening to the show. Um, I think just remember to keep it simple. And if you can eliminate as something that saves you one minute, it's going to help you grow your companies and have greater success 
with your virtual teams um, in the long run. So and I would just add to that, actually, Matt, if you can invest one to two hours now to eliminate that one minute task, you will get your time back tenfold down the track. Absolutely. So, you know, it's not about spending a minute to investing a minute to outsource a minute long task. It may take you an hour to teach that person or to develop a process, but it's so worth it. So Absolutely. worth the work. Mm. Fantastic. Well, Bob, thanks again for another Thank great you. show. Great. I loved this one because this one is like very close to my heart. I really believe in this particular topic. Yeah, me too. I, it's, yeah. It, is, it is critically important for anyone growing their companies. So, um, And until next time, everyone, please keep listening, keep sharing. We really want to um, encourage and grow this community of like-minded entrepreneurs to, uh, to share their experiences. And if you've got any thoughts on, on shows that you'd like us to talk on, please feel free to put the comments below and, and we'll be happy to, um, to research and, uh, and put those shows together. Um, once again, thanks yeah. again, Bob. Thanks. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.